we're still learning words and assimilating language and then finding out that there's nuanced language that a kid uses that a computer can't and that AI uses that I can't. So that complexity is what it, I don't want to make this bigger than it is, but that's the complexity of calling a gosh damn horse twister, right? We don't see the harm in it. And then the person taking it says, oh, that's beautiful. Auntie M, Auntie M twister. And then somebody goes, yeah, but Twister was a cyclone and destroyed that entire village in Kansas. You see what I'm trying to say? We come at it differently. So survive. Welcome to the Left of Greg podcast. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to the Left of Greg podcast. I'm Brian Marin, the host and creator of the show. As always, I will be joined by human behavior expert, Mr. Greg Williams, who the show is affectionately named after. Here on The Left of Greg Show, our goal is to increase your advanced critical thinking ability through a better understanding of what we call human behavior, pattern recognition, and analysis. If you'd like to find out more about what that is, you can check the episode details. If you have any questions or would like us to cover a specific topic, please reach out to us at leftofgreg at gmail.com. Today, we're discussing the importance of naming conventions, taxonomy, the lexicon you use, and the priming effect that words can have on others. Since language is extremely adaptive and the meanings behind words can change over time, unintended consequences will arise from the words you use. The name you give to something will elicit responses and influence how a person processes what you are saying, which means the outcome of your message may not match its original intent. In today's episode, we give some examples of how things have gone wrong in the past, like the Chevy Nova and a horse named Twister, and we talk about how focusing on intent and using concise language can help mitigate potential errors in sense-making from the recipient of the message. Please don't forget to follow us on social media. You can find the links in the episode details. And if you enjoyed the podcast, please share it with your friends. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy the show. All right. Well, good morning, Greg, on this uh, chilly morning by you, I'm guessing. Uh, it's, that, it's that time of year now, so it's probably like, a, a, is it above zero degrees it right is. now? Or is it okay, seven, well, that's seven above zero. <laughs> so. so. Which oh, people lovely. don't think about that, Brian, until they look at 32 as being freezing yeah. and they get an idea. Yeah, but exactly. It's, but it's four times warmer than it was yesterday morning. You do the math. <laughs> I don't even know. I wouldn't know how to do that. That's too much for me. All right. So, but just understanding that there is math is enough. Yeah. Anybody out there that knows us knows, wow, that must be colder, <laughs> right? So wow. today, today uh, the kind of overall uh, topic is going to be about naming conventions and why they matter, right? So so how we name things, why we name them. And we're going to get into kind of a, a few different sort of, I guess, subtopics, a few different uh, areas in there about, you know, the intent behind a name, what are you doing with it? Is it used to explain something? Uh, you know, we'll talk about lexicons in general and, and priming, meaning, meaning how calling something a certain thing will elicit certain responses um, and will influence how you process what that is, whether it's the name, yep. title of a movie, you know, or, or title of our podcast, whatever it is, you know, you, you, you know, when you call something, you know, it gives something a name, um, it's important. And, and sometimes not a lot of thought is put into that. And sometimes a lot of thought is put into that, yes. um, especially when it's something high dollar amount. I, I always look to the movie industry for that, where they'll make the entire movie do the sort of the the preview for a small audience. And then they'll kind of walk up, like, hey, man, we got to change the title of that. That didn't. That yep. didn't We're didn't, losing this yeah. entire potential yeah. audience, and, right? And or, just by changing yeah. the name of it 
automatically completely kind of changes the 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 you know the the it almost changes up the context so much right so it changes up how, how relevant that is all right but i want to do uh kind of start with you because i know you got a you got a good story about that will kind of tie in some of the the lessons we're going to be talking about today so i'd love to sort of throw it to you to start with that yeah and and uh i i I hope I'm going to tell the right story because I got so many written down here this morning. <laughs> uh, no, it's, it's such information happens, Brian, when all of a sudden you're thrust and the, the camera comes on and you go, wow, that would be a great story. And you don't want yeah, to avoid yeah. mission creep. So yeah. I've separated in my brain clever and cleaver. And and the uh, clever means that, wow, I can learn something from it. And the cleaver means that's so stupid that I want to attack you with a, a implement of, you know, cutting I, edge. I, I like that. Uh, no, that, there's a, that that'll be an overall thing. We'll, we'll follow you what I clever, mean, though, right? clever versus cleaver. I like exactly. That. So, so, uh, uh, I remember going down and taking a look and taking a ride with Shelly on a horse that we were about to buy from a dear friend of ours. Uh, we had 44 horses. You got to keep the numbers up because you get different riders, different terrain, whole, whole side story. But the idea was that we went and saw a horse named Twister. And the horse was named Twister because it was unsafe in the gate. And when it started backing up, it would twist around and it would crush you against the wall of the pen. It would, you know, uh, dump a rider uh, in the arena. It would dump a rider coming through the gate before they mounted to get to the arena. There was just these horror story after horror story. And it was called Twister. And so right on its brand, it had a different name, uh, God rest its soul. And it was a square letter D brand from where it had been trained and bought some years ago. And so I looked at these guys with fascination. I go, uh, have you ever been sued? And they go, oh, yeah, but it's a great horse. I mean, it's bomb proof horse, but it's not really bomb proof because it throws a lot of people. And I'm like, well, did you ever think that maybe you were priming some of that? Why didn't you call the horse square D? Brian, they all looked at each other like it was. I came off of Mars. You know what I'm saying? I just came out of UFO. And they go, why would we do that? And I go, well, square D doesn't start at Twister. Twister literally means that yeah. you knew or should have known that this horse was going to spin around and throw you or dump you. And they sat there and they go, you know what? We never thought of that. But you know who thinks of that, Brian? Attorneys think of that. Yep. You know, litigious people think of those things. So there's two things really that are going on there. One, are you being clever? twister hey yeah. that bastard twisted around and just dumped me or are you being cleaver holy shit we're setting ourselves up for a lawsuit that could close down our part of the industry our dude and guest ranch our riding facility you get it so now that clever cleaver part comes right in there so you know i i think uh like like uh i won't uh attribute but uh there was a person that you're very familiar with that we worked with in a different life uh whose call sign was poacher now, right. poacher is a really, really good call sign inside because it's an inside joke down and in. And it wasn't poaching eggs, Brian. I'll just give you that. And it was a very real legal standard. That's why the name came up because it was trouble in paradise, right? So that was a cleaver. Now, now we wanted to be clever and throw it out there right. thinking, wow, look how smart and clever we are. But when it came down at the end of the day, we were kind of really using a naming convention. We, we were more involved in taxonomy than we knew. And what were we setting up for a potential future? We were, we were priming unintentionally, yet we were exposing ourselves to risk deliberately. Does that make sense? Yeah, and 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 this is this is why that stuff is so important because you know it, it in in the 
in in hindsight, you can look back and be like, "Wow, we we probably really should have seen that coming when we bought that horse what twister." What were we thinking? And, right. And but at the time, you know, you're not thinking of it. And but it but it really you you yep. it shows um it shows that you knew a lot more than than you than you really thought you did or you yep. should have known something you you brought up when it comes of course when it comes to liability where you you, yeah. you knew or should have known right you know and, and i think of so many different people with different call signs or nicknames whatever you want to call it you know and yep. someone who was like oh he's that's that's hammer it's like why, why is it hammer it's like oh because yep. he comes in and puts the hammer down it's like uh okay could we potentially see that spiraling out of control in some situations exactly Exactly. You don't want to name one of your uh, 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 trainers rapey, you yeah. know, because he gives off a rapey vibe when he shows up, you know, uh, uh, guys yeah. crying because he's here now. Yeah, but think about that for a minute, because like, you know, a buyer's remorse is right. Mm -hmm. So I would say the clever cleaver standard has to be where you go. Wow. Everything feels right. This feels like the right thing to do. Let's sleep on it or let's use socialization or let's uh, interpret what spirals could come from this event, right? If we do it that way, like, like what's life trying to tell me right now when all of a sudden I come in and this person, like, look at the elves. We always go back to Disney because he was a genius and yeah. human behavior, oh, yeah. right? But uh, uh, what did we expect to get out of Sleepy? Yep. You know, what, what, what were we thinking when we said dopey? What's your idea? Yeah, so, so if we, if we, Take and I'm not saying dumb it down because that's simple and and it's wrong. What I'm saying is that you have to take a look 360. You have to uh, give you a perfect example. Just happened this morning. Just read an article before you came on uh, about uh, an investigation in a part of Colorado, non-attribution again, uh, for uh, indecent exposure, uh, uh, and a number of investigative sources that went along with it. So the first thing that comes to mind: priming, chemicals emergency yeah. your prim primitive brain yep. the first thing is somebody exposed themselves to a bunch of kids on a school bus you bastard if i was there out of you know beat you to death had nothing to do with it this is colorado wavy gravy chili palmer past the bong what happens is there are a bunch of springs and these springs are hot springs and this is the time in the season that people will park on the road take off their clothes and walk into the hot spring right at the side of the road. And then they'll smoke a joint with a couple of other people and they'll have great fellowship, Brian, and they'll get back into their car and they'll go to work. This, this is so common. It's, it's ridiculously normal. But what if somebody driving by from Iowa see? Holy crap. A bunch yeah. of naked people wandering around by the roadside, they call it. And now the dispatcher has to name it something. Uh, do I have public uh, nudity, public indecency and decent exposure? Well, what do those words mean? So words are hugely strong. And here we have, Brian, if we were going to name a bias, we'd call it the dispatcher bias. Yeah, because yeah. the dispatcher's got to write down the card and say words. You get what I'm trying to say? So, so you can put your thumb on the scale accidentally or incident, for that matter, with just a word and a wrong place word or title or name at the wrong time can lead people to have theater of the mind and go straight to cleaver and and it could and be you, bad you, no exactly and and um it's also gets into why we use we use our because there's 
you you brought up uh, which I forgot to mention, you know, taxonomy, which is more about kind of sort of classifying different things, right? Right, right. So, which so is a lexicon formal. would be on one side of the well, coin, a taxonomy would be the other side of the same coin. Because right? we like we have our own lexicon yep. that we use, um, yep. and everyone does. And a lexicon just kind of any sort of sayings or terms, kind of within a certain context or certain like there's yep. certain professional sports have different lexicons, like of what they call things, yep. you know. Um, but but you know we we have our own on here and it, we you use that deliberately right because some of it can be simple to um you know again prime a certain response or a certain yep. uh, uh a shared file it's almost like a meme it's it's a it's a way to transmit a significant amount of information in a very short word or sentence or description to where we you, the person receiving that automatically knows what that means right yeah it's so, a barcode it's a, it's a barcode that goes by your brain so quickly that you're not scanning, but your brain goes, oh, I, I get what they're intimating. I get where they're leading me, and therefore that becomes sticky. In other words, it, it, a neural path is created, and it's myelinized, so it's faster than another neural path, which means you get there quicker, and that can be the key to winning or surviving, right? Well, right, and, and it's like when we use uh, we talk about you know, we've used it before in the past. Are you up and out or are you down and in? And it's a very exactly. simple understanding of are you down and in so focused on what you're, you know, that, that you, you, you're almost, you, you, you lose any sort of external arousal. You don't even notice it anymore. Yep. But, or are you up and out and paying attention? Because it's very simple for me to look at you, go, hey, that guy's down and in and go, oh, okay, that's why he's not and hearing we me. Both are on the same theory level view perception rather than definition. saying uh, he's, exactly. he's 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 distracted by something else and he's not paying attention to what you're saying right i could say all that or i could say he's down yep. and, in. and, yep. and it, it transmits the same amount of information so these things are are, are wildly important extremely important. important and that's how things can go wrong sometimes or lead to sort of these errors in sense making that we talk yes. about a lot yes. simply by by you know the the you know the call you get the call is it there there's a man with a gun in the park or was it someone reported that i think i saw a gun because those are two right. completely different things right one is or saying, a man oh, in the park that said he had a gun and so you're exactly right so now now what we're doing is we've got that spiral the rotor's spinning the spark plug is going and we're generating combustion whether we intended to or not and that's the key what what were your intentions and have they been met have my outcomes been met by what I'm saying, because have I lit the fuse on four different potential uh, spirals, Brian, that have nothing to do with what I intended by my first phone call? And did you take the ball and run with it? And now we're playing that damn telephone game. What did you say? Oh, some guy killed a guy in a park. And, Here we go. And and that goes back to to kind of the big uh, the, the 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 big sort of one of the big takeaways in what we're discussing today is that that in, intent, right? What what yes. was your intent when you named it that? Because sometimes people go, "Well, I didn't really think of it, or I just saw it out there, or I thought it was." Yep clever you know what i mean or yep. i just it came to me it's like well well hang on what are we talking about here because the intent behind it is everything like yep. even with i i give the example of the podcast left of greg well well that's that's kind of an inside joke right if you yes. get it you know one i'm always if you get the, it yeah, yeah, yeah i'm always sitting to the left of you when we're driving right and yep. and you know so i'm that that was where these discussions sort of came from the idea behind the podcast was us driving around when we're going to training or traveling somewhere right and i'm exactly. always sitting to the left of you so i'm sitting left and then it was a take on the term the the, the left of bank and so it, it was it was a joke with multiple 
levels, but if you don't get it and you're just walking this left of Greg show, what is that? I mean, you would and, literally and have no idea what our show is about. If you and I just <laughs> giggle every time somebody says it, but we're not getting new listeners and we're not opening minds, well, then have we missed what our intent was, right? Exactly. It's so and, simple. And, and it goes back to this, why it affects everything that we do and and, yeah. um, and and how people perceive certain things, which is why we, of course, always go back to what was their intent, because a lot of times people name things or do it and just they had, there was zero intent behind it. They just thought of some description to call something and thought it was clever or just didn't yep. even put any time into it when you have or this- it rhymed or it looked good when they wrote it, you know, in calligraphy, that font is a lot better. I give you another one. And I got to today is a bad day for Gunnison in Gunnison County because I got to use non-attribution because these people are, are still alive or their their relatives and, still live around here. Right. Yeah. So and, and I live here. So. Uh, Brian, there was a guy uh, from uh, many different uh, genres of interest uh, called Shooter Bob, and he was a security person <laughs> okay. at a wow. at a place locally. Okay, so right away, you get what I'm trying to say. I already, do, do I need I, to go I, further? I already with have this? a I already okay. have a mental image of right. what you're talking about, so that's powerful. So, so when people go. Uh, Bob, Bob, and then somebody would look and go, Bob, and they go, Shooter Bob, and everybody go, oh, right away, they knew Shooter Bob. So you, and let me get the other side of that, uh, you're still thinking, okay, they're talking about something, but I don't see the harm. Be a cop or a soldier and be accused of a neg negligent discharge, Okay. Now you fired your, you, you fired your weapon and you fired your you, weapon. And okay. when, when you, when you weren't supposed to, didn't mean to, right. You got it. So then you also have the next standard, which is the same standard accidental discharge. You hear law enforcement saying that a lot, but what it actually is, is an unintended uh, yes. discharge. And you're going, they're all the same. No, they're uh, not, not in a court of law. They're not, not when you're up for your, uh, uh, you know, article 15, not yeah. when somebody is taking your weapon and strip. How, how many people back in the day, Brian, during Glowat, you came up and somebody was carrying a shotgun at the gate and you go, oh, my security must be high. But then you looked at that soldier's holster and it was empty. That means that they didn't qualify in their weapon. It meant a completely different thing. So the only <laughs> weapon they had qualified on, they're carrying at the gate, right? What I'm saying and what you're saying and what's very important here is that if we don't match our intent, if we don't match our desired outcome with that uh, taxonomy or lexicon or research or nickname or something, then we can do a, a great disservice. You know, the, the, the bullying is one thing, but then getting tagged with a nickname for the rest of your life, like, yeah. you know, uh, that's a quite another thing. Well, that wasn't my intent. Yeah, but it happened. So how do we rein that in? That's one logical question. How do we see that coming? And, and those are critical thinking skills. Those are things we don't consider in the moment that have ramifications that are going to live long after you and I. No, and and it's uh, we because this is a normal part of human communication to kind of yes. give things a name or call it something, especially a lexicon, especially within, you know, if anyone listening, just think of, you know, where you work or your family, you have your own language, right? Because language is so adaptive and it's just constantly yes. changing, right? Uh, you have your own internal dialogues, your own language, like with your family, you know, you think about talking to your kids, like, you know, it's, it's funny, like how many little nicknames Michaela already has for Max and what she calls them. That's based amazing. On how and it's so funny. Yeah. What because, time of day? What 
what's going yeah, on. Yeah, what's he doing? Oh, he's got the sillies tonight, silly Max, you know, because he's goofy and laughing all night. That's he's so like, oh, we, I call him Mad Max when he gets upset when he hasn't eaten in a while. You know what I mean? But but that's the, wonderful. The, the, the idea that you, you start calling it all those things, and that's a na- since it's a natural part of human uh, communication, um, yep. we, we, we sometimes fall short or we don't put enough effort into what we're calling like this program that we built or the training thing that we're going to do or, yeah. or what we're, what we're going to set up here. Because even us with some of the courses we teach, like, you know, we don't have like an off the shelf thing. I mean, we, we, we do in the sense of like when we're training a certain audience, like a law enforcement security office, you know, or audience, there's going to be uh, most of 80% of it's going to be similar or 60% of it's because gonna be similar. the KSAs are, yeah, similar, it, are similar, but, but what we, even, even what we've called things. And then that's why we kind of came up with the navigating high risk human encounters and people are like, yep. Oh, okay. Because it's just meant to elicit like, what, it, what does that mean? That's a general term. It's not, you know, very, very specific that could right. mean a lot of things, but that's sort of the point in, in some way, because then we follow up, you know, proactive detection of threats and opportunities. It's like, okay, well, that's also looking at two sides of the coin. So there's a lot in it. And and it's, it's deliberate when we do those things, because we've yes. used different names for different courses before based on the clientele and what we're calling it. Right. And, and, and the point is it automatically sets some of the context for the information you're about to receive. And it's so it's a form of priming. It's a form exactly. of priming, and that's what I was getting at. So, so when yeah. you do that, it, one, it makes the information more digestible, and it gives yep. that context. So I don't have to figure it out as much. So if me, I'm just hearing it for the first time, I'm I'm less likely to go to a wrong area, right? I'm less likely to go, oh, that must mean that over there. And how many times right. does that happen? Even with 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 different consumer products, with uh, 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 different. I always go back to movie stuff because those titles really elicit something. They put a lot of time, a lot of creative energy goes into yes. that, mm-hmm. and by a bunch of people who are you know subject matter experts in their field of of you know film and making movies, and so they take all this time and they're sitting around a table and, and working exactly. for months. And go, what to, about this? To, and yep. Let's do a test audience, and how does that play on them? Precisely. Because why? Because it's so important up front. Meaning that initial exposure to some piece of information uh, is yep. so extremely powerful even in a totally, you know, uh, a, a relaxed, calm, benign environment, right? Now you throw some sort of stressful thing into that or something yep. chaotic or something controversial, man, that becomes even more powerful what someone called it. And I don't think we 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 take a lot of time to do that sometimes simply because of the nature of communication and and how much people talk because communication spills out of our mouth at a at a rate that's not controlled by our thinking brain okay so so we're just reacting to those things that are around us and and responding and a good way of looking at that and you made a great example about how uh, a big business has to spend a lot of time and create pilots and Mm -hmm. suggestions before they they actually come up with it take a look in my backyard right now, it's snowing outside. Okay. So I already told you it's seven degrees and it's snowing. So seven degrees snow and below zero snow and at freezing 32 degrees snow and a few degrees more, 35, 38, 40 degrees snow. Yes, it can snow at 40 degrees. Trust me. Uh, uh, the idea is each one of those is a different snow. Now uh, you have uh, uh, sleet and you have hail which are forms of condensed cold moisture, mm-hmm. right? But they're not snow. And then you've got thunder snow, right? I've got video when, of it. <laughs> okay. So, uh, uh, and you've seen thunder and lightning during a snowstorm. Uh, uh, only in Colorado folks, maybe you have the same experience where you live. What I'm trying to say is then we look back to the ancient Inuits 
or we look to uh, uh, a different culture and somebody always comes up with a statistic. I don't know where yeah. they get it, but they go, well, did you know the Inuits had 37? Yeah, 30, yeah whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, and, and they only had one for polar bear, right? But they had 37 <laughs> for snow. Because polar bear was, yeah, all the time run, right? But but the the idea there is that those things that we now are understanding why taxonomy and lexicon are very different, right? Uh, uh, those things that over time are adopted, like uh, killer bee, right? Okay, mm-hmm. I get it. Uh, uh, these bees along the border, you know, killed other bees and colonies. And if enough of them got on you, they would kill you. But once you ring that bell, you can't take it back. So what was it last uh, uh, year? It was murder wasps. And then it was oh, the murder hornets. Yeah, 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 there, yeah, yeah. You remember? And so now we've got to come up with nuclear, uh, you know, yeah. infused wasp bite. Well, well, well mur- uh, mur- murder implies intent. I mean, right. so, so it's like, wait a minute. <laughs> they're thinking. <laughs> they're, they're thinking. They're all sitting on the hedge out there going, I, that I'm guy gonna, comes out the mobile yeah, lawn. I'm kill him. Fucking dead. <laughs> okay. But the idea is, as funny as that is, Brian, that's how things are created, you know? So, so we have to, going forward, we can accept whatever happens. As a matter of fact, uh, look at how uh, uh, all of these uh, places that used to make encyclopedias but still uh, create dictionaries are just now in a very different format online. They pick a new word of the year or they pick a yeah. term of the year. To, Why? to add in. Because yeah. it's so profoundly magic that you have the ability with mere words to change or modify somebody's opinion or mitigate situations. You know, stop means a lot. You know, in a lot of different ways, except in Colorado, where everybody's smoking the kind bud and standing and watching a stop sign, waiting for it to turn green. And you got to go out there and you know, push them along their path. You know, uh, uh, that's uh, uh, I don't mean that as a joke. That actually happens. But those ideas. So let's go back real quick. Yeah. to priming. Yeah. So yeah. electrochemical neurotransmitters in your brain create these connections. And and I always use file folders. Some people still argue, well, they're not file folders. The brain's not set up that way. Study more. Uh, uh, they are. And what happens is file folders influence other file folders and they grow. They grow in complexity. They grow in fidelity. And they spread load to different corticals of the brain, different areas, different hemispheres of the brain. Why? So you can come to a conclusion that's reasonable much more quickly than the environment is unfolding in front of you. Why? Because it's a survival trigger. So you have a chemical survival trigger that is naturally going to collate and staple and correct and put information in folders for you. But its intent is always honorable. You sometimes create a fractured file folder. You create a file folder that's not whole. You create that 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 one snowflake that comes down and, and goes sideways rather than straight down, and you don't notice it right away. Why? Because how many words do you use in a day? How yeah. much stuff do you think about during a day? How many interactions do you have, right? So what happens is that file folder is created too, and it's not the right file folder. It's the, it's the demented, uh, broken file folder, okay? But guess what, Brian? It's still picking up stuff. It's, it's like a, you know, a gar- garbage can in a hallway, and you forgot about the garbage can, but everybody else walking by didn't, and they're still throwing shit into it. Right. So you have to be careful because if you allow that to, to grow, it can grow uh, 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 exponentially over time and lead you to the wrong conclusion. You know, you, you can see a thing, you can assign an importance to the thing and then drift away from it and then come back to it a couple other times on your way to work. And all of a sudden what you've created is a knowledge of that thing 
and that knowledge is faulty. So, so those file folders can be worse than having no file folder. And, yeah. and so I just want to say that sometimes you're saying neg discharge in a, in a, a court of law. Uh, so you were negligent. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm trying to prove your honor. Uh, you know, title for, uh, 42 section 1983 and you win your lawsuit. So we have to be careful, Brian, when we're building file folders or reviewing them, let's say that our sense making problem solving was sound yeah. in every one of those aspects. And, and part of, part of the reason why I wanted to kind of discuss this with you on here is because, uh, you know, uh, being what we do and talking about behaviors, we always say, you know, obviously the, even the saying, you know, actions speak louder than words and we're yes. so focused on what people do uh, is far more important than what they say. Um, and it, it's not that, you know, cause if language as we know it today has only been around so long and it's so, it, it's so adaptive and it's constantly yep. changing and when the meaning behind words change all the time, um, yep. that's, that's a normal part of, of, uh, of human communication. And so we say, no, it doesn't matter as much what someone says, but it, it words do still matter, especially yes. when you call something, something it, it, because it automatically, it, 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 you attribute value to things that you otherwise would. And then it ties into the social media arguments and why, why people, so many people get on there and, and, and get into these divisive debates yeah. on social media as part of it. It's, it's not just the, uh, you know, it, it, it's it it's not because that's who that person necessarily is all the time. Yes, it's because of the context of the situation and how I took something simply by the words you chose to use. I, I it's devoid of any meaning or context. Brian, when it's we've just had in print. That. And we've and had it's, that. It, it, it's always been around like that for so long. It's the cave paintings. Oh, it must mean yeah. this. They're great hunters. It's like no, that would. We don't know. That was the the preschool for cave kids, you know, back yeah. in the day, and that's the only thing that they could draw. But we're sitting here saying it's the it's spending <laughs> entire semesters discussing it, right? So look, you have to understand that we do it. Brian and I do it, even though Brian and I travel together, we we eat together, we talk in the car, we're together all the time when we're on the road, and then we teach together, and so. The one morning in Detroit, uh, I just come back from a, what I thought was a great workout, and I'm a very organized freak. I, I have mental problems, so I, I've got my two juice glasses, my two coffee glasses, I've got my yogurt and my roll, and and I've got them all lined up uh, 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 vertically on my table, which is a plane, and and I keep walking back and filling things in left to right and up and down. And so Brian comes in and just casually goes, "Hey, how many people are eating here?" The minute that he said that. I was crushed because I was thinking, look how fat I am. He's saying I'm eating too much. He's making a value judgment. That was never the intent. So you have to remember that when you're tuning your message to transmit, you have to sometimes understand, almost always understand, what the intended recipient is seeing and is it consistent, context and relevance, with what you intended. I'll give you a very simple example. Other than that emotional example, uh, Chevy had a very, very important car called a Nova. Yeah. Okay. Now it worked, worked in most of North America, <laughs> except for our Southern border and all of Mexico and Latin America. Why? Because Nova means no go. It's not moving. Okay. But Brian, how was that overcome? It was the sheer power of Chevy and the name and yeah. the look of that car that people go, okay, I get it. And guess what it became? It became left to Greg. It became an inside right. joke that existed for a tremendous amount of time, and people acquiesced and assimilated 
over that time. It doesn't mean it's what it meant. It doesn't mean that, oh, by the way, like a future civilization coming in and going, why would they build a car that didn't go? That's That was never the intent, but it occurs. Well, and, and and that's that's a that's a, a, a sort of a, a historical perspective of of why those things get wrong too because we look back and go oh well you must have meant this it's like well that's yeah. not what that person meant at the time when they said that and they wrote that and they published it and so we we sort of have this this odd comparative baseline because we we don't always go to the right file folders we don't go to the right uh, no. area of the brain or the right experiences to draw value or or attach value to what it is someone's saying simply because of that error of misunderstanding the intent behind something and and yep. and we have like cuz we use both right we have a taxonomy in what we do but we also have a, our own lexicon like everyone knows listening to this like cuz we've had people reach out before and say like hey you guys could you guys put out like a like a vocab list of some of these terms that you can, it was just hilarious because yeah. i'm like we were so used to doing it like you always call a, a car a sled right and it's just yeah, part i of, don't know why and <laughs> i don't know how long but i can't think of it, it in another term you know yeah, and so it always comes out and people are like sled and it's like if you haven't heard that before oh oh vehicle right and and the even that the difference in like i know in, in the marine corps was always called a negligent discharge but then the army yep. called it an accidental discharge yep. and marines were like well no you're negligent it's like I, I think accidental is a, probably a little bit more descriptive of what actually occurred because I, I'm sure, yep. or unintentional, like you said, is right. a more accurate because, term because they didn't mean to do it. Because I'm thinking in legal terms in the yeah. courtroom, and and that's not legal terms on the street. Yeah, and and remember when? Uh, so we've got hundreds of of uh, uh, students, uh, you know, miles of terrain, uh, buildings, uniforms, weapons. And then we've got vehicles that we're using to make these scenarios realistic for soldier, sailors, air Marines that are going forward into combat. And so I have to speak quickly to make these things move because once the buses come to the range, everybody's checked out and they're going home. And in between, it's really hot and I'm going to deploy. So the, the ball better be up in the air. The seal might be dancing the whole time or I'm going to tune out. So I would have to abbreviate how I thought of things. So that sled wasn't just a normal sled. That was a baby sled. Okay. And that sled that the terrorists were using to do the abduction and the beheading. Well, that was the death sled. And then this, I still run into people that still use those terms. Those terms. Yeah. (laughs) And I laugh my ass off. Do you remember that? Because then the the idea was that this group of role players, they're just for seeing, they're not for doing. uh, So they're the meat puppets. And, And then we go through, well, what happens is again, I intentionally invoked those jargon bits uh, to be descriptive enough that you would catch on and be able to fill in the rest of the story. And I, I tried to use the right words to make that so it would become sticky and be part of your file folder. And unintentionally, I created a whole subgenre of language yeah. that's still used today when we go to bases and they go, Oh, that's the baby sled that's pulling up. And I go, hey, do you know where that term came from? The guy goes, no, man, it's always been used. Yeah, it wasn't. And I can show you the exact date. That's what I love about language. But Brian, there's different, there's differences. Why do we say a picture paints a thousand words? Because it does. So pictures, uh, even though we can interpret them differently, say a thing, an entire story, because there's so much to it. But with language, we have to add words, uh, 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 and, and then we change words and we adapt words. And then we've got stuff like inflection. And then we've got uh, uh, different cultures that have different languages, but they have jargon too. Like my mom and aunt spoke 
uh, street German because they grew up as street kids outside of Königsberg in Bayern. Okay. So they didn't go to school because there was a war going on and they invented pig Latin in German that had nothing to do with our pig Latin. It's a completely different thing. So they could communicate when they were with other gang members and my mom and my aunt siblings could talk and nobody else would be able to understand what they're going. Do you understand how amazing that is? Brian, we could do, we could do a college course on just the German street pig Latin yeah. to survive World War II. That's what's amazing about it. And, and so when people go, we only use 10% of our brain. One, no, you're not, not using true. any of it. You're an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Two, think of how complex language is and how simple we try to make it when we're doing something like, well, the language of de-escalation. Shut up. What yeah, do you think? This is so obtuse. This is such a huge concept. Uh, but why do we try to break it down to intent? Because intent makes our language manageable. It makes the outcomes achievable uh, and repeatable. And I think that's that's science, isn't it? You know, well, yeah, and, uh, and, at and the end of the day, that's that's the thing about language. So we were, we're sort of coming at it from from both sides here. We're, yeah. I'm, you know, saying that it's important when you're putting your name on something or calling something or what you're using to describe something. But but it also only uh it's only as important as the intent behind it that you meant meaning precisely uh because like you just talked about it like the the de-escalation language thing you're like what there's there I, I get it like for perfect example you don't ever tell someone to calm down because no one in the history of being told to calm down ever <laughs> goes ever. Oh, okay you're right i should they're gonna go high and right yeah but if you say hey your behavior is inappropriate for the setting. I need you to get control of the of your behaviors. Well, that's different because one, I'm not telling you you're the problem in a sense. I'm saying you 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 have options here. You can take control of what's going on. And I'm I'm articulating the the situation. I'm not just yes. not just saying, hey, you're being a dick. You know what I mean? Yep. I mean which, that, that, which in some context, you're being a dick is hugely important. Yes. You're at a wedding. Your daughter is crying. You've had a couple too many drinks. And the best man steps up and goes, hey, you're being a dick. What is that? That's an attention grabber. Now my yeah. world just got smaller. And now I can start extrapolating other words and, and, and behaviors right that are going on. So let's call that another subset of emergency language. You know, stop is part of an emergency language. No. But again, what's the intent behind those? You can say no. When somebody asks you, do you want more coffee? Or you can say no, because the person's about to kill somebody. So those things in our brain are separate and distinct. Yes. We think can, that explain, when we're can, talking. Can, yeah, I would yeah. say, can you, can you so, explain what you mean by that they're separate and distinct? Exactly. And, and you brought it up with writing. So writing is a good example. When a person says a word, it's different than me seeing a word. And each one of those letters becomes its separate piece of artwork and and uh, hieroglyph and petroglyph and all the the different sand architecture that I can make a wonderful thing out of or a, a what are those uh, the the chia pet uh, you know that I carve and, and make into a Scooby Doo. What happens is each time that you are reading something or when somebody is saying something to you, your brain is deconstructing, reconstructing it, and fitting a model that your brain has created because you're unique and different. Now, if we've all gone to the same school and we all understand the same alphabet, then we also have to understand that there's uh, lowercase and uppercase. There's capital letters, there's underlined, there's bold. So each one of those takes precedent. And you're going, well, how long do I have to process that? Well, uh, nanoseconds, you know, a gigaseconds, right. right? So so the idea is that the 
that when we went to verbal and written language, mm-hmm. we constructed different neural paths. And sometimes those neural paths skim over relevant, emergent, dangerous things faster than they would if it was a visual clue. So light motion edges, why are they there? Light, okay? Triggers me that there's a difference between light and dark for survival. Motion, something's moving towards me or away from me. That's good for hunting or me being hunted. Then edges, I can tell something from the environment or background to determine its likely location and whether it's closing in on me or not. That's not capable. My brain cannot do that calculus yeah. for the words. And we're yeah. still learning words. So so we're still learning words and assimilating language and then finding out that there's nuanced language that a kid uses that a computer can't and that AI uses that I can't. So that complexity is what it, I don't want to make this bigger than it is, but that's the complexity of calling a gosh damn horse twister, right? We don't see the harm in it. And then the person taking it says, oh, that's beautiful. Auntie M, Auntie M twister. And then somebody goes, yeah, but Twister was a cyclone and destroyed that entire village in Kansas. You see what I'm trying to say? We come at it differently. So survival-oriented vision looks at the situation. It prioritizes information and then sends out and receives uh, uh, chemicals to make us do things quicker. So sedentary lifestyle makes us live less long, but we also take less chances yeah. in our environment yeah. and we don't get exposed it, it, we get exposed it, to heart disease but yeah. we're certainly not going to get shot They're, run over by a car or robbed it, it's, you, you it's, see you're and so, it, those are the trade-offs with it right I you're mean, exactly we, right there, there's and no so language is a whole bigger issue but with it comes pitfalls and that's why brian what do we value we value a good book what do we value we value some of shakespeare's soliloquies what do we value the bible is still the best well, uh, selling book is it is it all because of faith or is some of it because it's a gosh darn good read? You, you the, the, see what I mean? There's a perfect example of because it ties back to what I was talking about earlier. Like, why do so many people go when they make when they adapt a film from a book yep. and it, people a lot of people go, well, I really like the book better. Well, why did you yep. like that book better? Because you created the story in your head. And then and so the film. You, yeah, you, and you, the characters. you did it. They exactly were, they were, they right. were your characters it was your story. You experienced it how yep. you how you how how whatever yep. your brain came up with. So when it went to the screen, you go, wow, this is different than the book. It's like, well, even if they stuck exactly to the story in the book yes. and used the script word for word, it doesn't matter. You're you're having that that sort of uh there's that term there's a cognitive dissonance there because it's Brilliant. different than your story and so so that's the it, it, and, and i appreciate bringing up the, the the why people enjoy reading so much and be, it's because you have to create it in your, your brain you have You're to exactly do, right and it's a difference between even like i like listening to, to some books too uh, uh like the, the audiobooks while i'm doing stuff uh, but it's so different than reading and it all depends on it who really the narr- is. narrator is right i got my guy oh i'm, I'm sending one too like the, my my new favorite who's been my favorite for a while my favorite philosopher, he's not a philosopher, but I love his take on philosophy. He's a physicist, uh, Brian Greene. 
when I read his books, it's awesome because his voice is like nerdy enough, but exciting enough that it's, I understand the complexity of the topic and engage with me. But if I try to listen to like Neil deGrasse Tyson talk about, Hey, and we're out in the outer space, I'm like, Hey, I might want to order a drink or something. And I go so off topic because I'm like, that's it's so just, funny. It's too cool for me. It's too slick. Like I want this to be technical. And you can't. And, right. Like I have to di- dive into it. Now I'm like kind of off track. And so, so listening and reading are two completely different things. We perform to train, educate, and entertain. And that's why we're exhausted at the end of our training day. And that's why people come to our training. And that's why people said, I've been to a lot of your training. No two days are the same. Well, first of all, it's the audience. It's the venue. It's the day. It's us. Are we on our markets to slide the topic? So much goes through it because we're creating a performance. And, And let me give you just a sidebar because both of us love film and both of us love music. So uh, there's a, a film, The Front Page, and a great story, uh, old, uh, uh, very first was a stage yeah, play, that one. then became a black and white film in the 30s. Then in 1940, you get uh, Cary Grant and, 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 and uh, Rosalind Russell to play the characters. Well, the original idea of this was Cary Grant and Walter Winchell We're going to be the two men, two fast-talking reporters. There's a guy that's going to be executed in 24 hours. Can we get to the truth? A great film. And and anybody, if if you want to watch it, watch it. But what happened is when they were trying to pitch the film, because remember, it was already a stage play. It was already a film about, you know, five or six years ago with uh, Manoj, whatever that guy's name is. I can't think of Alberto or whatever. Uh, But now this director, Howard Hawks, is going to go in and go, hey, I want to pitch this to a studio. So the studio's sitting around, and they got Cary Grant, and everybody goes, oh, we love Cary Grant. So Cary Grant is reading for the script. But guess what they don't have? They don't have enough men in the room to read the other parts. So one of the producers and one of the directors says, well, my secretary is here. Uh, they called him that back then. I'm not meaning anything insulting by it. Have my female secretary read with Cary Grant for Walter Winchell's part. Hmm. And everybody had the epiphany. And they go, holy shit, oh, this man. works as a boy and a girl. Yeah. And, and then one guy said, hey, they'll be divorced, but they're getting back together. And the other said, yeah, and just, a, Brian, that happened because two different people spoke the same words, yep. but in a different context at a different time in a different office. And one of them happened to be a woman. That's magic. To me, that's the kind of story that keeps me going. When, when I do 100 lessons learned, I'm just typing away. I've got journals full of shit like that. Brian, that could not have happened with just visual, right? It had to have the words associated with it. And while it wasn't their intent, look at that amazing outcome. I I think the outcome is beautiful. But if an outcome can be that beautiful, guess what else can happen? They can mistake everything that I meant. And now I show up to watch the opening of the film and I go, what's this shit? Yeah. And you go, well, wait a minute. You sent me the note. You know, well, well, this isn't what I intended, you know, and and that's the key. The key gating mechanism uh, throughout our evolution must be intent. It must be general or specific intent and whether those outcomes uh, uh, were desired or unintentional. I think if we break things down that way, Brian, I think it remains in the scientific realm and we can't fault somebody for saying that. But why do we have freedom of speech? Yeah. Freedom of speech. And do you have the ability to uh, have recourse? Well, recourse and discourse are are words that I love because discourse is when we disagree with something and we do it often. Mm -hmm. Recourse is me being able to come back and raise my hand and go, this was fucked. I I got the short end and I didn't deserve it. I love that 
But what what were those policies in a tribe? They were much more brutal because we didn't have as many choices as we now have with language. Language gives us a superfluous amount of choice, sometimes too many choices. You ever go to a restaurant and see so many items on a menu that you're sitting there going, that's the, uh, that's the, 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 the cheesecake factory problem, right? There's, there's, I can't, I get, I get anxiety because I, their menu is like reading a novel and I'm like, just two problems with cheesecake factory. (laughs) One, we were introduced to a a drink called an old fashioned. Okay. And, and it broke the bank. But the second (laughs) thing is you're exactly right. They've got nine chapters in salads alone. Yeah. You you get what I'm trying to say? I can't. The guy wheels the book out to you, right? No, no. And that's the point. That's the same thing with a lot of these streaming services and Netflix and all that stuff. You're like, you, you people that I can't find anything. Cause you you have too many options. (laughs) I can't find anything to watch. There's there's 8,800 channels, right? (laughs) So it's, it's, you, you have too many options, but, but, you know, it, it also gets into why we can human Humans uh, can communicate at a, at a, yes. a very basic level without speaking the actual same language, right? There, there's yes. there's so much universality uh, because when I can't, when I when you literally speak a foreign language and I don't know that you don't know English and I don't know, let's say German, right? Yeah. And we but we can still get along and work together and figure things out as we go. We're not, it's not just going to be like I don't know this person. We we will never figure yep. this stuff out. No, because there's enough uh, going on in the situation between two humans that are so similar enough to figure things out as you go along without ever speaking exactly. a word to each other. And 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 that's that's why we focus obviously that's why we focus so much on behavior. Uh but two, it's how language can really make things spiral out of control. I mean just by by the wrong name, by the wrong word, by by some you know yes. mis- even just a mispronunciation, um, Absolutely. It, 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 things can go so far south. I mean, where I grew up, it's like you don't you get someone's name wrong. It's like, hey man, you don't call someone out of their name. Like, you don't do like right. you, it's like you you pronounce my name wrong. It's like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm reading this off of a a, a a piece of paper, but someone's immediately offended by that. It's like you don't call me that. It's like shit, man. I didn't mean to call yeah. you that. No, was, this, and, is, and this is what. It, but but how it, long it, have you worked with me? Do I ever call anybody in class by their name? No. I yeah. created a nickname early on, and then they became whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, and this Shoehorn. table is Blue Man Group. Yeah, exactly. Remember okay. <laughs> But but everybody gets my intent because they can read the context and relevance because I'm there, and I only saw that fail once. Shelley at the ranch, uh, probably 15, 18 years ago now, uh, 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 had just come in from a ride. And Shelly's a perfect cowgirl, man. She looks to roll. She can ride. She's just hard as nails. And she went to the office at the Duden Guest Ranch that we owned. And there were uh, a grandmother and a granddaughter that were there ready to sign in. And Shelly went in and Shelly goes, morning, boys. How are things or something? Because, yeah. you know, Shelly, yeah, she's just, yeah. always there. And she's so engaging and wonderful. Yeah. And the grandmother lost her shit. The grandmother says, well, clearly we're not boys, we're ladies, and you need to treat us like ladies or something. And Shelly was like, nope, not today, you know, because <laughs> yeah, Shelly's just... like, hey, the customer's not always right, kiss my ass. Yeah. But the idea was, it was the first time in, God, over 40 years knowing Shelly that I saw her on an uneven start right? because she was joking and the joke didn't make it across. But again... There's classic obstructionists in the world. Yeah, that's... There's people that say something. There's people that walk their talk, and there's yeah. people that talk their walk, you know? And and the idea is that that was so rare, it's remarkable, and I'm telling you that. Uh, why? Because now it becomes a lesson. So 
lessons are how we navigate life. Uh, uh, re repetitive behavior, uh, uh, meaning patterns, is how we navigate life. So when we put those together, uh, 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 then what we come out with is a language. And, and a language is so much more meaningful than just words and, and letters and paragraphs and all those other things. It's, it's the story that's told by the environment and the story within the story and many times the unintended story. We have to consider all of those during an investigation. And any surveillance is, in fact, an investigation. Yeah. It's just being conducted in real time. And, yeah. and what I mean by surveillance is any encounter, yeah. because that's how I treat them. Every encounter is I'm walking up to you. I'm looking at the big picture and I'm looking at small things and looking at the gait of your walk and how you're dressed and the wear of your sleeve when you shake my hand. Brian, you know me and I know you. And that's the type of stuff we value. And that's how we determine what likelihood we're about to face yeah and, is and it, dangerous? It, it, is it deadly it, is it fun it, it it and that helps determine the relevance of of what you're you know of, of that observation sometimes absolutely or, or the relevance absolutely. of of whatever whatever it is that you picked up on because you know the, the and this kind of goes back to sort of the 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 takeaways for for today in a sense is that you know what we choose to call something um can have you know massive second third order effects and totally it can completely change the um the relevance of what we're trying to get across it can change the meaning of it and it can change how it's received you know which is again <clears throat> why we always focus so much on intent because even to the social media examples like yep. when there's outrage over something you know i always tell people well, what what was their intent with that post and what was your intent with your comment what was your what are you trying to do here and right, there are more some, errors between those well it, wow. right and and, and sometimes right. it's people don't think that much about it they aren't that deliberate about when they're doing but, but they're not realizing the the potential of it right meaning yes. you, you you the more deliberate you are in some of these things especially when it comes to any type of lexicon that you're using whatever those terms are what are those descriptive things that you're using to explain to something yes. are so incredibly powerful that it can completely uh shape or reshape the, the the conversation just based on something that that you weren't even thinking of and and that's why you know it explains why, why we use some of those terms over and over again totally. you know like those mission focus and predatory looks it's like look here's all the the the, the physiology behind that here's all the neuroscience behind yep. that but don't but do you understand what I mean when you say that? It's like, oh yeah, I get mission focused now. That's when someone's so down and in, they're so busy that they bump into someone because they didn't even see them. Okay, exactly. So, so if I look for those things, you know, and then I couple that with what a predatory look is, like, well, everyone That's... in your mind right now can think of, think of you're you're listening to this. What is a predatory look? You've seen something like that. Okay, right. let's call it this. But so it's meaningless out of context. Exactly. So, so it's... why did we spend two and a half years writing a textbook? Because we wanted to make sure that when you read it, you go, ah, this means this. And we're not together. And I wasn't able to use a, a dry erase board and show right. you. And you didn't uh, uh, see my passion or smell my exa exasperation. So that's why it's so important that before you launch, hey, listen, we're not talking about your day-to-day -day conversations, you know, uh, mm -hmm. uh, uh, with the cabbie yeah. in the car. But, but I'll give you a higher higher level one. Uh, and, and again, non-attribution, but uh, working on a program for very important Beltway uh, type folks. And one of the people talking said, yeah, that red dot is on me. 
And I immediately turned three shades of purple thinking, wow, there are two operators in this room and me, an outsider, that are looking in. And we all know that what you mean is the sniper with the scope, you know, putting the SOFLAM on the target, meaning the rubber hits the road with me. If, you know, mea culpa in yeah. Latin. That's what he meant yeah. when he said those words. But we were speaking to an international uh, uh, audience of over 100 people. Yeah. And in that context, that went so many different places. It was like Casper the fucking ghost sneaking around in that room. And you saw it going through people and changing people and people writing it down and people looking it up. Brian, that's what I'm saying. Sometimes a casual offhand remark can go to areas you never intended. And that's why we spend so much time in rehearsal. That's why we script certain things and other things are just us discussing in a car. That's why left of Greg yeah. is opinion-based testimony. Right. And it doesn't come into the classroom. Right. You get and, what I'm and, saying? And, and that's why we kind of make a clear distinction too, between the podcast yeah, and we're teaching so. because the intent is different where this is a it conversation is. to talk about different topics, free form, unstructured, un, uh, unrehearsed, unedited. You know what I mean? Just, yeah. just it, it is very, yeah, that too. On this side <laughs> of the, <laughs> And then that's very different than have, taking a, right. a, a deliberate approach. And and you can't what what I see go wrong, which is kind of some of the examples you you've even brought up, is when those two things get get mixed. It's your offhand comment making a joke or whatever, but that's fine in some context. But when you do it in here, it's like, well, well, wait a minute. Is that part of what you're teaching me? Is that part of what you're training me? Is that what you're telling right. me? And is where important? do I put that note? Where do I put the arrow to tie that to my curriculum, to, to your remainder? And I'm so with you on that, Brian, because that's not that's why uh, uh, you're in the line at the, the church's fried chicken and the guy in front of you is taking too long and you say something and it's like, hey, partner, speed it up. And now we got to turn and hey, I'm not your partner. Yeah. And it's immediately to the wrong zone. And we wonder why. How, how did that homicide occur? Exactly. I, I never asked that. Okay. Yeah. Because I've seen how that can spin wildly out of control. And the next thing you know, that that orbiter is going into the sun rather than following its path to the, to the moon. So we can have another great uh, adventure. The idea is that some things like computer use and AI are completely universal. And it doesn't matter the language or the culture or anything else. But that thing I sent you this morning, when a person was talking about respect, and saying respect changes from culture to culture. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> re re respect is one of those few binary things. You have it, you don't. Yeah. You're getting it, you're not. You're yeah. giving it, you're not. You yeah. get what I'm trying to say? And if you can hold those few things together, then you can understand how people work. And that's our goal. Our goal is to say these patterns have been around because they tend to be cohesive and hold tribes together. These patterns are around because... They tend to make people aggressive, and that's how wars start, right? Mm -hmm. And and so when what we're doing is we're trying to create these uh, big lenses uh, to small, not to burn ants, but to flip them around and act as a binocular, so I can see a long way. It was uh, Eric Collier's birthday yesterday, and we both love the big shaved ape. And I uh, remember we used to joke on the range all the time, and Collier would say, "Man, that enemy's a long way away." And I'd grab the binos and turn them around. And he'd go, "Holy shit, they're on the wire!" We would laugh and laugh and people didn't understand that that's what i meant by this comment brian if you're not focusing on the intent then you could be wildly off that base when 
when you approach the target or the X or the bar. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a, there's a, there's a meme that it was like, it was three, you know, it was a Venn diagram with three circles and one had a bunch of words. It's a, you know, talking to your dog, talking. The other one was, you know, talking to a baby. And then the third one was starting a fight. And then where they overlapped was, Hey buddy. And it was so funny because it's like you talk to a dog, like "Hey, buddy," like, so hey, buddy. and then it's like exactly like "Hey, buddy," and it's like, oh, and no, I, you're I, so right. I love it when it comes to language like that because it's so. Incredible. But what did we do? Yeah, the, the drawing, the caricatures, the cartoon, the diagram was what put it together as being funny, right? Yeah. Because if not, you would have had to act out each of those components. But your brain did the rest. So that's the essence of critical thinking. Did you receive enough artifacts and evidence and information from the original exposure to deduce or induce the rest, right? Isn't, isn't that what we're really talking about here? Because that comes down to intent. Hey, before I go off the handle, what did they intend by that, right? And, and we don't do that as much. No, and I, I think that's a that's kind of a good point too, or good, yeah. good, good. That's kind of the overall uh, thing we're getting at here with this episode. I so, so I would say the overall takeaway is that it, it, it goes back to what we always talk about: intent and demonstrations of intent with behavior. But it, but it's with words too. Is what what did this person mean? What did they intend by that? Because the transcript to... is not the same as being in the courtroom, baby. Oh, right. It's... And and, and uh, uh, being on uh, Zoom or a Teams isn't the same as being in the room. Consider those, folks. Consider those today. Take just a minute, and when you're staring at your desk before you get up to go to meet with somebody, think of those things. They'll make you smarter, stronger, and harder to kill. Yeah. You know? and, 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 and might save your life. Right? And, and and I, I you know, I don't – we didn't kind of have time to get into too much, but just because of the mass amount of communication and how much people yeah. are texting and, and, and yeah. commenting and emailing and all that stuff, we – because we're doing it so much more, we're not as deliberate in thinking about it as much. So it, it, there, there's an even greater chance that things can spin wildly out of control You're absolutely by some right. comment. I mean, just because of... Not my and, comments. Not my comments. Not. Because I sit there and I make sure that I have a picture with my text well, and then nine different emojis at the end. Why, and I hit send. That's and why it's so stupid. That's why all of that stuff was invented. That's why we have emojis and gifs and memes. That's why and it all, I'm building it, the, it, the it, Eiffel all, Tower every time I send one. It it all came about because a text message or an email yeah. is so devoid of any context that you can you, you have to have those things in there. So that's how allegory of the cave right. is formed because you're still far enough back that you can hear some mumbling, but you're seeing the flicker of the light and you're attributing. Uh, 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 knowledge and information to things that were never intentional, you know, and, and I'm, I'm really uh white belt in that, but I think no, everybody that's, gets that's, it. that's, that's the, that's the point. I um, think so. Yeah. All right. Well, anything, anything else to add for, for the listeners? No, I got the yeah. Santa suit story, but I don't know if that's yeah, we'll, right now. We'll do that. We'll do that a different time. Hey. That's a perfect story for Patreon. Yeah, it is. Yeah, we'll go over the Santa story on on there. Um, so we appreciate everyone listening, and thank you so much. We do have the Patreon site that you can go to, and we we do episode extras and all kinds of extra content on there. And then you can also check us out on social media. And if you enjoyed listening to us uh, talk for not? the last hour, <laughs> please please share the episode with your friends. It helps out a lot, but uh, we thank everyone for tuning in. We appreciate it. And don't forget that training changes behavior. That's all for today, folks. But if you'd like even more content, you can head over to our Patreon page. The link can be found in the episode details. 
please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, follow us on social media, and please tell your friends about the show. Thanks for tuning in, and we appreciate your support.